How's it going, Yankee fans? Welcome back to Fireside Yankees with the boys, Alex and Ryan. Today we're discussing IKF. As we know, Oswald Peraza has a slight advantage, and it seems like Aaron Boone is on the same page as all of us, indicating that if Peraza wins a shortstop battle, what they're going to do with IKF is certainly confusing. In fact, Ryan and I were just kind of bewildered at the quote that just came out of Aaron Boone's mouth regarding what they will do with IKF if he loses that shortstop position battle. Now, we think he should be traded, and we're going to come up with a nice little mock trade for you guys here, sending him to the Los Angeles Dodgers, obviously. Gavin Lux just went down with that really ugly-looking knee injury, and they could use some more infield support. IKF could be a perfect stopgap solution until they get him back um, or find a different alternative. But for the time being, he's on this roster. He's competing for a starting position, and the Yankees don't necessarily know what that's going to look like or where he's going to end up. And we just heard Aaron Boone say they might utilize him in the outfield field. For God's sake, why? Why the hell are they talking about IKF playing in the outfield? I mean, what is Oswaldo Cabrera even doing on this team if you're going to put IKF in the outfield? Look, I'm not the biggest fan of Aaron Hicks either, but I I feel like he's better in the outfield than freaking IKF who's never played a professional inning there before. That's why you have guys like Oswaldo Cabrera, those super utility options that can do all these things for you. It's just, it's crazy to talk about Ryan, but when you heard that just come out of his mouth about 20 minutes ago, what was your first impression, your first reaction? Mine was certainly like, there's no way this is real. I I don't really know what to think of IKF playing the outfield. Um, The Yankees have routinely mentioned how difficult left field is and have played guys based on that. So the idea that your shortstop can now play the outfield is a little bit stunning to me. I know a lot of people have issues when Boone puts guys out of position, but quite frankly, I usually don't have issues with that. Like LeMahieu at third base, I think it's a really good idea. Or or Judge in left field, I love that idea. Or Judge in center field, love the idea as well. I don't love the idea of Isaiah Kinefrelefa playing left field uh, for multiple reasons. Number one, the bat is not good enough for what will not be very good defense. IKF does not have a great arm. That has been a big issue with him. I don't really know how that improves in the outfield. Um, He is rangy. He does have some pretty good range but how does he read fly balls what are his jumps like what his bursts like you know early on in the season he's going to be unplayable in the outfield like that that's what it's going to look like I've never seen him play the outfield in my life and I know that that creates extra mystery in the sense of like yes there's that chance he's like a good outfielder um but good god man this guy's like I don't know if I'm missing something here. Uh, it's not like this guy is like a, a remarkably talented player where I'm looking at it and say, I, I've got to play this guy wherever. As you mentioned, you already have Oswaldo Cabrera. Dude, I, I'm sorry. Like, you know, I, and I, I mentioned I was going to use this analogy. I have to, man. You know, if you guys have ever seen the movie Moneyball, uh, the scene where, uh, you know, the manager's hell bent on playing Carlos Pena and Billy Bean, who Brad Pitt plays, uh, wants Scott Hatterberg playing. Um, what do they do? They traded Pena so that Hatterberg could play. That's what they did because the manager wasn't listening, so he just traded him. I'm not saying Boone is like the ma- like this stubborn manager who like doesn't listen to data. Like I, I think Aaron Boone's a pretty good manager, all things considered. Um, but this feels like a situation where you just have to you have to you have to just recreate that. You know, Boone wants to play IKF wherever, and you just trade the guy. You don't give him the opportunity to. You don't give him the chance to play him wherever he wants to play him because he's not on the roster. Um, he's not that type of player. I'd rather see Ortega in the outfield. I would rather see some sort of upside with a bat. This team needs offense. I, I don't need a This team needs bats. Uh, I, I really, I couldn't, if, I mean, look, I, I know we spent a lot of time, you know, I know a lot of Yankee fans feel um, poorly about Aaron Hicks, but at least I know Aaron Hicks can play the position well. You know, like, I don't have an issue. If the balls hit Aaron Hicks, I know that ball's probably getting caught. 
You know what I mean? I know he's going to make a pretty good throw if I need to, if I have to, ch if a guy is challenging his arm. If I'm running on IKF, like if, if I'm a, if you're a runner at third, you're running on him. Left field's not a position you can be putting IKF. And then right field, why would you ever play him in right field? You can play judge there. You can play Stanton there. You can play, uh, God, you can play anyone there, really. Right field, anyone can play right field. I think that's the one position anyone can play. But why would I waste my uh, right field at bats on IKF? You, you want offense from your corner outfield spot. You need offense from that spot. Why am I putting IKF out there? Uh, it's I, I'm I'm just as befuddled as you are. It's giving me a headache talking about this. It's straight up just like this. I have never seen, aside from maybe Aaron Hicks, I've never seen a, a managerial, you know, entire brass, right? An entire brass, the Yankees' entire brass does this. I've never seen a team so committed and so hell-bent on giving opportunities and reps to a player that's not that freaking good. You know what I mean? IKF should not be on this team. He should be traded. That is $6 million. If you want IKF to play in the freaking outfield, why not take that $6 million and invest in an outfielder? Go figure. Why don't you give Oswaldo Cabrera a player with a lot more potential and opportunities to kind of reach that potential and maximize his development? Instead of giving IKF reps in the outfield. Now, he, the Yankees haven't done that yet. And some people have been saying, it's only a way to leverage his value. They're trying to increase his value. What logic does that, do you follow to, to, to figure that if IKF loses the starting shortstop battle and they're willing to use him as a utility piece, that expands his value? What, what, if, if the Yankees don't think he's a starting level player and they're willing to throw him into a position he has never played professionally before, why on earth does that increase his value unless he goes out there and has a ridiculous level, um, you know, defensive campaign, which is very unlikely considering he ranks in the 24th percentile in arm strength. He's not that fast. He doesn't know how to play the outfield. He has no idea what to do over there. But what are we doing here, man? There is no logic that we can possibly follow that justifies saying IKF has more value if he loses the starting shortstop battle. The better method to go about right now would say IKF is killing it. He's doing amazing. He's he's going to win this starting shortstop battle. And then you trade his ass anyway. Because at least other teams are like, okay, he's winning that battle. He's performing well. He's doing, he's doing something positive in camp. Instead, they're literally like... If Oswaldo Cabrera wins this, or Oswald Peraza wins this shortstop battle, we'll, we'll see what we do with IKF. Maybe he'll play the outfield. Like, why does that increase his value? It doesn't. If you're an opposing general manager, you're seeing right through the bullshit. You're seeing that he lost a starting job to a guy who's played 18 professional games at the MLB level. Okay? 18 games. And he's losing his start, a starting job to him after being traded last year. If anything, that says he has no value at all. At all. I just want the $6 million back. You know, Ryan, I know you have a player in mind to discuss about if the Yankees did find a way to trade him to the Dodgers who seemingly need an infielder right now, there's a prospect you have in mind that they can get in return. I'm more interested in the money because, you, but every day that passes jerks and profile gets cheaper. And every day that passes, the more willing he probably is to take on a one year deal, leverage that into a multi-year contract, right? He's 29 years old, I believe. So you're looking at a player who is losing value by the day, probably will accept a one year deal at this point, And the Yankees can easily leverage that and leverage him into a far better performance than what IKF could do with the outfield or whatever the hell he's going to play. Because he's, if, if they want to use him as a utility man in the infield, where does DJ LeMahieu play? That's his role. You know what I mean? You could even say that's Oswaldo Cabrera's role as well as the outfield. I just don't see where he plays. I don't see how that increases his value at all. And right now, I'm just completely blown out of the water by the, by the fact they even said this. But Ryan, you know, who do you have in mind as a potential trade uh, candidate for this you know, Dodgers-Yankees mock trade? And you know, what kind of value could you get back for IKF? 
Yeah, so the guy I'm looking at here is Justin Robleski, who is a left-handed pitcher. He was drafted in 2021 draft. He had a pretty good uh, you know, professional debut last year, had a sub-3 ERA, though it was in a really small sample size. He hasn't been stretched out entirely as a starting pitcher. Um, he doesn't have like crazy velocity or anything like that, but he has a decent array of pitches. Um, I could see him totally being a solid left-handed reliever uh, down the road. And if he's not, you know, you just he's still really young in his in his career. You know, it's not like he's uh, climbed up a bunch of levels. Um, you know, this is kind of like this is the dog just like back end top 30 prospect you know probably the 30th 29th best prospect in the organization um and, and i know that that's not very exciting it's not like oh wow, i got a big haul back but um the dodgers are really good at developing pitchers the yankees are really good at developing pitchers they kind of have different philosophies whereas the yankees prioritize sweeping sliders the dodgers kind of like more of a, a vertical um you know centric approach which means you know high four seam fastballs uh more gyro sliders which you think you know garrett cole albert abreu those like harder sliders with not as much sweep um you know the dodgers and yankees have different organizational philosophies, but they've still been able to develop pitchers pretty well. Uh, despite that, the Yankees have made a trade with the Dodgers with Joey Gallo and Clayton Beater. I would, I know a lot of people are making the same comparison with IKF and the Dodgers, but um, I don't think you're getting, uh, you know, as high level of a prospect because I think that it's clear that, you know, whether you whether you like Joey Gallo or not, it was clear that Joey Gallo had a lot more of a higher ceiling, right? Like there was that ceiling that he could go out there and hit 30 home runs, right? Like we were anticipating that coming into 2022, he'd be, you know, the four hitter for the Yankees. He'd be, you know, kind of the guy the Yankees used as their power bat in the corner outfield and that didn't work out but the Dodgers potentially saw some um, upside there and that's why they traded Beater for him IKF doesn't present that same upside it's kind of like trading for a Miguel Rojas which they traded for where you're just trading a guy who you know you don't really care for too much not in a sense that like he's bad or anything but like you feel like you can replace that through the draft um, or that maybe they wouldn't have a long-term future in your organization and I think this is a good fit right here um, the Yankees get a something back for IKF and as you mentioned the money they free up six million dollars whether it's spending it on jerks and pro far whether it's using that to at the deadline to acquire a guy who's got you know a lot of money on his deal or, or you know not even a lot of money just a decent amount of money right because you're paying about half that contract anyone making you know 12 million dollars or less or more is going to make you're going to inherit more than six million dollars of payroll because they're really hugging the luxury tax so i think this is a move that just it helps both sides here dodgers lost gavin lux yankees kind of need just to move an infielder this is a match made in heaven yeah, man. I mean, look, they we could use the money. We could use IKF off, the, off this roster. Right now, the shortstop position battle is getting more confusing by the day. Every day that Anthony Volpe looks really good defensively and has a couple of good at-bats. Every day Peraza goes out there and looks solid. Every day IKF uh, goes out there and plays excellent outfield defense. You just don't know what's going to happen at this shortstop position. Um, there's more questions than answers at this point in time. I still think Volpe ends up at AAA, as most people would agree. And we still think that Peraza wins this position battle. But the IKF, IKF situation continues to unfold in a very peculiar way and I just don't really know what they're going to do with him but I think we all know what they should do with him and that would be to trade him because DJ LeMay who's your primary infield utility man Oswaldo Gabriel is your primary outfield utility man he can also play third base shortstop second base first base wherever the hell you want to put the guy he is capable of playing solid defense there there is no reason for IKF to be on this roster. And obviously, guys, I'd love to hear your thoughts and opinions below in the YouTube comments section. We have the game coming up in about 30 minutes, so you might be watching this a little bit later on. But nonetheless, we are bewildered. Always happy to hear your thoughts um, and have good conversation down below. Make sure to hit that like and subscribe button, as always, and turn on the little bell for notifications for whenever we post on the Fireside Yankees YouTube channel. Appreciate all the love, as always, and appreciate you guys tuning in on the daily. We'll catch you guys on the next episode, and enjoy the game.